Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I want to reflect on the weekend in the uh, Toronto area, particularly southern Ontario. And really, if you take a look at the tourism that it attracts, uh, the pride events of the past weekend and the number of people who came from all over southern Ontario and beyond uh, into the downtown core of Toronto to celebrate pride. And um, we, we were looking for a way to, to reflect on it without repeating all the stuff about, oh, you know, there were naked people and we'll talk about the bad stuff or the police didn't march or all the things that you've already heard or seen. And, um, again, our friend Mike Downey, who produces this show, which means he suggests topics and we discuss whether we're going to do them. And this one, I really, I really glommed onto because I thought, what an interesting idea. There's an organization called the international railroad for queer refugees. I know the first time I heard it, I thought I've never heard of this. And this is an odd title, not odd because it shouldn't exist, but odd because what's an international railroad? It's like the Underground Railroad. Indeed, that apparently is what it is. And uh, what it's involved in, and we're going to get more information from its executive director in just a moment, uh, is a, a, a group that finds a way to help or even help in the um, extraction of people from countries that don't have a pride parade not only don't they have a pride parade or a celebration they well let's put it let's call it let's call it what it is being gay is illegal and you're taking chances with your life if you are gay now that's not what we have i i can remember being in a big box store i'm not going to name it but uh, recently looking for a particular object and being served by uh, two young men, one of whom was uh, a brown man from, uh, it turned out, East India, and the other was a young man from Turkey. And we started talking about how interesting it is that all three of us are Canadians, that nobody looks more or less Canadian than anybody else, that we have this great equality and there's no other country like it, and how much we like being here. Okay, so uh, we're celebrating Canada in our own little way. And uh, I said, look, you know, you you can be any color, you can speak any language, you can have any accent, you can be straight or gay and and the the guy from turkey stopped me and said that's why i'm here i said what do you mean he says i'm married to another man and and they wouldn't tolerate me in turkey so there you go and we we take pride for granted and we celebrate it and we all most of us anyway say hey this is great um and and i hope all of us but most of us think it's great well not so great if you happen to live in iran Not so great if you happen to live in Turkey. Certainly not so great if you happen to live in Saudi Arabia. So let's bring on our guest, who is the executive director of the International Railroad for Queer Refugees. His name is Arsham Parsi. Thanks for joining us. And thank you for a wonderful introduction. Well, I, it just came off the top of my head because I got to thinking what you know what freedoms we enjoy here in Canada that we, I, I guess, have to say take for granted here in Canada. Go try having a pride parade in Tehran. Yes, and you know, you summarize it very well, and I don't know what should I add because you already covered everything. There is a lot of countries, including Iran, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, that they have a dream of not even having a pride parade in their countries, just having a right to live 
without, you know, and far from fear of persecution or execution. And this is a very, very serious issue. And our organization, which is a registered charity in Canada, we try our help, you know, we try our best to uh, give those refugees who escaped from persecution for uh, having the basic rights, uh, give them a new chance at life. What happens if, if you're if you're gay and you're living in Tehran, so we'll we'll make it real as opposed to just imagining, what happens to you? What how do you live a gay life? If nothing happens to you, if you're not facing the legal persecution, if you are not being arrested, if you're not being detained or executed, you have to have, you condemned by default to have an underground life. So you have to put a mask on your face, pretend that you are a heterosexual individuals. A lot of uh, my fellow Iranians were forced to marry with an opposite sex and they ended up having children as well because they couldn't be who they are. And there is a lot of sacrifices, a lot a lot of them tell us, you know, tell me personally that not only I did something bad to myself, but also I did something bad to other people. And it is, you know, because of the homophobic situation and lack of accurate information, there is no chance to have a life. So a lot of people are being abused, they're being raped, they are being persecuted, and they can't say anything. So how do you intervene on their behalf? I, I imagine that some of what you do is helping get people who want to get out and be who they are to get out. How do you do that? Uh, it's tough because we, we mostly provide support and assistance to those people who already escaped from their country of origin, mainly from Iran, and they applied at the office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, basic, you know, mainly in Turkey, Ankara. They have some cases that they applied at the UNHCR offices in India or in Pakistan, or even escaped from Iran to Afghanistan, can you believe it? And they applied for asylum over there in order to, to be granted refugee status, and then UNHCR referred them to a safe countries like Canada and the United States. And uh, we provide them with a basic necessity of life, like, you know, assistance, financial assistance for food, shelter, medication. Also, we follow up with their cases with the UNHCR and Canadian government. And recently, uh, we proposed a new activities to uh, charitable directors of the Canada Revenue Agency in order to actively become a community sponsor and sponsor them to come to Canada outside of the government-sponsored refugee quota. And thanks God, on June 20th, 2019, on the World Refugee Day, you know, Canada Revenue Agency granted us the permission and we became officially a community sponsor organization that whenever we are in fund, we can sponsor a refugee to come to Canada and we give them a new chance. How do you raise your money? Uh, we rely on people's individual donation, so we are going to set up a fund right now. The IRQR's board of directors are working to develop policies and selection uh, process and how we can evaluate because all of them are eligible to come to Canada. But for to sponsor one refugee to come to Canada and provide them for the uh, minimum 12 months assistance, we need almost $18,000. If they are two, if they are a couple, we need like $26,000. And uh, I know it's a lot of money, but uh, you know, compared to saving someone's life, it's, it's basically nothing. And we rely on a lot of people to, to, you know, to give us their hands and contribute. And we came as a community, as a you know, Canadian community, we do something 
you know, like we always did. So, you know, Syrian refugees and other people who are in need, we give and consider the LGBT refugees because the number is not very high. In Turkey, right now, there are 4 million refugees. 3.6 of them are Syrian, and the rest are from 17 other countries. The total number of LGBTs are less than 2,000. So there are not a lot of people, but... We need a lot of money. Well, it seems to me that I, I, I can't know more than you know. This is your business, or at least it's your passion. Uh, when you say there are 2,000 in Turkey who we need to help, I imagine that that's just 2,000 that have uh, declared, because I would I would equally imagine that there are even more people than that if they were prepared to uh, to come out. I think there's, there's something interesting that has to be noted, Arsham, and that is this. In our country, we practice a live and let live situation. I know that there are some people listening to us right now are saying, what's he even talking about uh, gay people for? Um, because they don't believe that that uh, that gay is is a fact of life. They think it's a, a choice of a lifestyle. And, and uh, I don't believe that for a moment. So I think what you're doing has some value. You used to be the Iranian railroad for queer refugees. Now you say the International Railroad is, is your name. I guess you've expanded radically. Yes, we used to only provide support and services to Iranians. You know, we basically were a very small internet group named Rainbow, uh, Rainbow, and then we became Persian Gay and Lesbian Organization, then we changed our structures to Iranian Core Organization, then we totally focused on refugees, and we became Iranian Railroad for Queer Refugees. When we became charitable organizations, CRA asked us to provide services to a larger community because they don't have a lot of similar organizations to provide this support. And we were like, why not? So when we can do something, we can support other people. And also, and I refer back to the previous point, the 2,000 refugees that I mentioned in Turkey is not Turkish LGBT. They are only those people who escaped from their country of origin, and they are temporary in Turkey waiting for resettlement. And right now we provide support to Afghan LGBTs, Iranian LGBTs, Syrian and Iraqi refugees who are currently residing in Turkey and are waiting to, to come to Canada, which is their only hope. The United States, unfortunately, because of President Trump's travel ban, is out of question. Well, Arsham Parsi, it sounds like you've picked a, a cause that has merit because these are people who literally have nowhere else to turn, and uh, I wish you well in your endeavor. Thank you so much. I just wanted to ask every, you know, people forget about sexual orientation or political affiliation, everything. The human lives are at stake and we're dealing with life and death. And it's a good cause. And I invite them to join us in order to give them a new chance. Which is why I wish you well. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. All right. That was Arsham Parsi. He is executive director of the International Railroad for Queer Refugees. I am Peter Sherman. This is On Point on Global News Radio.